goals. Everyone seems to have their own goals in life, whether they're very simplistic and easy to attain or whether they're extremely difficult and they take many, many years to work towards. But everyone seems to have their own goals in life. And I did a Google search this past week. I just typed into Google, I said, life goals. And the one of the first things that popped up was this poster. And it was, you know, all pretty and decorated nicely. But here's what it said. Goal number one, a brilliant career. Number two, a loving family. Number three, social respect. And number four, happiness. So I figured, you know, that was a good list. Those seem to be pretty typical goals that people have in life. But I wanted to do a little more research. So then I went on to Facebook and Twitter. And I searched and I figured out, well, what was trending on those sites for life goals? So I typed in hashtag life goals. And most of the things that popped up there were things about body image or your career again or even just money and, and where you were going with the rest of your career. But life goals, everyone has them. And even as I keep saying that phrase, you might be thinking about your own goals in life, the things that you want to attain. And I once heard it said by someone, I don't know where, but someone said that if you're not aiming for something, then you're going nowhere. So to have goals in life, those are the things that motivate us. Those are the things that drive us in all that we do. The goals we have are the why. They're the why of what we do on a daily basis basis. So today, no, I'm not going to talk about life goals. Instead, I'm going to kind of make a play off of that phrase, and we're going to talk about our religious goals. What are your goals as a faithful Christian? What is the why behind what we do every single day and each week? What is the why behind our worship practices? Why we come together and we sing songs and we pray prayers and we give offerings? What is the why behind all of that? What are our religious goals? And this topic is, take, is taken on today by our reading in the Old Testament lesson by Isaiah. And in Isaiah's reading, the prophet gets right to the issue right from the very get-go. Here's what he says. He says, why have we fasted? So there's the issue. The issue at hand is fasting. Now, first of all, fasting was, a, it was a, an Old Testament worship practice that God had instituted for his people. It was a practice in which the people who they deliberately didn't eat food. Now, they had food. They had plenty of food available to them. They had the resources to get food, and yet they deliberately did not eat. And it wasn't just for an hour or two at a time, but it was multiple hours, sometimes even days in which people denied themselves food as part of a worship practice towards their God. They would feel that hunger pain, that deep, immense hunger pain in their stomach. They would hear their stomach growling, and all this pain and suffering was for a reason. The reason was to focus more on God. So they fasted so that they could focus more on God, focus more on what God has given them, that he has given them many things in this life. Focus on the fact that God would get them through that extremely painful uh, pain of being hungry and suffering through that. And a focus on the fact that God would give them more than they ever deserved in this world. Well, at least that was what it was supposed to be about. Because as we hear from Isaiah's reading today, that's not why people were fasting. The people weren't fasting in that time so they could focus more on God. They weren't fasting so that they could share God's love and God's blessings with other people. They weren't fasting so that they could trust in God more. Rather, they were fasting for their own purely selfish reasons. 
The people were fasting so that God would see what they were doing. Now, don't get me wrong. I know God sees everything that we and that anybody does. But what I mean by that is that they wanted God to see and take note of what they were doing. They wanted the God to take note of just how faithful and pious they were being, of just what great lengths they were willing to go through for God. Because if God would take note of that, then surely he would bless them more. Then surely God would answer their prayers in the ways that they wanted. This was the why of their fasting. This was their goal for their religious practices. Now, I know we don't practice fasting today. Quite honestly, I would have a really, really tough time. I eat like every two, three hours. But we don't fast today, but we have religious practices today. I mean, we're gathered right here, right now in a gym to worship. We gather, we've already had many songs. We've had prayers. We're going to have more prayers. We're going to have offerings. All these things that we do as part of our worship, part of our religious practices. But why are we doing them? Are you doing it to prove something to your mother or father? Are you doing it so that you will just look like a, a more productive, well-respected citizen in this, in this community, or maybe even just for a college application to look better on paper? Or are you doing it so that God would see you, so that God would take note of just how faithful and pious you're being, so that then God would truly bless you later on in this week, and then, then God would actually answer your prayers in the ways that you want him to? Are these the why of why you worship? Are these your goals for your religious practices? Now, I know that's a very tough question for me to ask, but it's not a question that I pose on my own. It's a question that comes straight from our scripture reading today. Right, Isaiah brings right to the forefront of these people in mind, why are we doing the things that we're doing? Why are we doing these religious practices? Because the people were only doing them for their selfish gains, their own selfish goals rather than the goals that God has set up for them. Listen again to the words that God wrote through the prophet Isaiah. Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of the wickedness, to undo the, undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Now, I know that in those prophetic words from Isaiah, there's a lot of culturally significant terms there. Those words are just laden with culturally significant meaning. <coughs> Let me just get right to the point. Here's what God is saying. God is saying that he desires fasting and any and all kinds of religious practices so that we can focus more on him. Not for our own selfish gain, but so that we can seek him first. Seek God first. And you seek God first when you trust God when you trust him that he will provide your daily bread, the house, the home, the clothing, the food, anything and everything you need for this daily life. When you trust God for the spiritual needs that you have, the fact that he is constantly watching over you every single day in this spiritually war-filled war world that we live in, the fact that God will keep you safe with him both now and forever. Seeking God is trusting him to provide for you all those things. And seeking God is then receiving those gracious gifts. 
receiving all that God gives you and that he blesses you with every single day. And not just receiving it, but receiving it in thanks. Living a life constantly in prayer, thanking God for the fact that he gives so graciously to us every single day. And seeking God means to then go where God tells us to go. God says to seek him, and he tells us that he is in his word and he is in his sacrament. So go to his word. Go to his sacrament. Just do it. Don't try to add anything to it. Don't try to make it your own. Don't try to do anything other than what God says. Simply hear his word and receive his sacrament. These ought to be our religious goals. Our religious goal, which would, if we made a little poster of our own for our religious goals, would say, seek God first. Meaning we trust him for that he will give us all that we need. Meaning that we receive graciously all that he gives. And then meaning that we go to him where he says he will be. But God also says that he has one more thing to put on our little poster of religious goals. To seek others. Seeking others could be as simple as talking to someone who's maybe a, who maybe came to worship with you for the very first time. Or maybe someone you met here in worship for the first time. And actually explaining to them what we're doing and why. Maybe take them out to lunch. Take them out to lunch afterwards and tell them, this is why we did what we did. This is why we come to worship, and this is why we do all these things we do here. Or maybe it's not that visitor. Maybe it's just your own child. Leaning over to your young child in the middle of worship service, and yes, in the middle of worship service, actually whispering to your child and telling them, this is what we're doing and why. It's okay to whisper in church, especially when the whole goal is that you're seeking that others could know God, seeking that others could focus more on God. And seeking others also means that you simply seek others by seeking God first yourself. So what I mean by that is that when you seek God first, others too will follow. When you trust God that he will give you all that you need in this life and life to come, they too can see that they can trust God. When you receive all that God gives you, they too will be especially blessed to see that they get to receive the very same gifts. And when you go to God where he says he is in his word and in his sacrament, they too will follow. Seeking God because you too are seeking God first. So these are our religious goals. Our, if, we would, if we were on Facebook or social media, these would be our hashtags, if you would. Seek God first and seek others. But you see, we don't do this because we want God to take note of us. We don't do this because we just want to be especially blessed. We do this because we know that we are already blessed. Yes, you are already blessed. You see, God does things all upside down from the way that we might expect them. Upside down than the world does them. Because God starts out by giving you the reward. God has known you. God has seen you. God has taken note of you since the very beginning of time. Since before you were formed in the womb, God has known you. And he's taken care of you. And through his Holy Spirit, he called you to the waters of the holy baptism. He made you righteous in him. He made you holy. He gives you what you need. So that day after day, you can continue to seek him. So no, God doesn't reward us like the world. He doesn't give us candy if we get to our goals like we do when we're in, in school. He doesn't give us money like we get in our jobs for getting closer to our goals. God does it differently. He starts out by rewarding you with his righteousness, his blessings, so that you can keep seeking him. So today I encourage you, have goals in life. 
have those life goals, those life goals of physical um, goals or, or intellectual or social. Those are, goals are good. As the one person once said, as I repeated, if, you don't have, if you're not aiming at something, maybe you're going nowhere. So have goals in life, but especially maintain those religious goals. Seek God first and seek others by seeking God. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.